Welcome to the 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast, a retrospective. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to, of course, uh, 25 Years VTM. Uh, today is going to be fun um, for, for many reasons. Uh, I brought back the what is becoming pretty pretty habitually a, a, a group of people I'm always going to be on here recording with. We know Mike, we know DJ. I won't even have them say hi, but I mean, you can. Yeah. Right. DJ's, DJ's going to yeah, wave at that. the camera like you can hear that. I appreciate that, DJ. Hey, hey, hey guys. <laughs> but we brought back GoGo, found time to be here. GoGo, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great today, Bob. How are you doing? Doing, doing fantastic. And what we're doing is sort of, uh, well, I'm dragging everybody into something. And it's something that I said that we're going to start doing ST Vault reviews. And I was like, you know what? We're going to do this patron only for ST Vault. We'll do that. And then it hit me one night. It's my daughter in her farm book. We were going over the cow section. And for some reason, a Swedish cow does not sound like an American cow, just so you know. It's a different cow. <laughs> does different things. has a different purpose. The farmer is happy to be dealing with that cow. And that cow is happy to have that farmer there, according to her colorful book. And I said to myself that I felt that I was treating my patrons like that cow and I was the farmer. That the only world they would know is the books I fed them. That's the only feed they're ever going to get. And that's the only fandom they're going to take in. And I just didn't feel right. I said to myself, there's a whole vault of books from STs that are just going to throw them in there. And, and they want to share those opinions with everybody they talk to so they know what they're talking about. And I said, you know what? We'll just do that. I'll have to up my game and get even better content for, for those on Patreon. You know what? I will. I will. <laughs> this is for everyone. And I did this sort of intro a little weird here because I don't know how not to be any type of way but myself. And that's what we're going to stick to. And what book, Bob, are you asking? It is the Combo Discipline Compilation book that they have in ST Vault. Did I nail that title right? I might have wrote it down wrong. I think it's literally just no, called combi- combination. Yeah, 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 yeah. Combination discipline compilation, uh, and it's by Zachary Ball. Yeah, I had uh, Mr. Ball. I mean, good job, you know, getting a book out there, getting published is a thing. But can I ask you a question, Mike? You're in the music business. Tangentially, uh, 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 distantly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're like Puff Daddy before he was big. Right, exactly. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's me. Okay. So you're in it. Um, would you say that everybody can be singers? No. No. Not at all. Well, well why not? Because there's a point where you need a certain like minimum competency and and ability that some people are not born with, literally in their biology. So what would we say, folks, would be some of the competencies to dictate, not for singing, we'll switch back to authoring a book that you're going to put in the ST vault. What would you think you would have to meet to be there? Having a friend as an editor. A friend as an editor. Okay, that's a check. I agree. Now, just any friend. Can I have my friend who likes White Castles only? And that's why they're my friend, because I like White Castles, but they don't know anything about the hobby. I just no, no, hand them a book no, no, go, hey, no, read no. this book. Does it look good? You, you need a friend whose expertise in both the hobby and the language, whatever language your book is in, 
is reliable. Okay. So what you're saying is there needs to be an expertise of conversation. Someone to sort of see your ideas and say, yeah, thumbs up. Sounds good. Okay. I'll agree with that. What's a sec? What's another thing we might have in here to be in the ST vault? Take a stab, DJ. I mean, you're looking like you're in line. I was was still contemplating because I almost felt targeted when you said the White Castle friend. We were all eating a crave case in the morning at Gen Con. If I, as I, I were, yeah, I'm. I'm also guilty of like the solo sad crave case trip. Like, yeah, oh, it's so good. Uh, I mean, I, I guess. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, that crave case is not in my head. Damn you, Coco. Um, I, knowing at least the content or being familiar with the content itself and what it should be, having a feel for the the setting. Okay, so I'm going to go on a, on a whim here. Would, is there anything different, do you think, needs to be up there for that, Gogo, would you say? I think that you need to have passion for what you're doing. And, like, you really need to care about what you're writing about. And okay. I will say that that is one thing that I think that this book has. Like, there is passion poured into these disciplines. In a re- like it's a really cool the amount of work that went into this from a single person. I'm not taking anything away that's in the ST vault. I've always said this and I still stand by it. Even if I publish something on my own and I haven't yet, I have a lot of stuff I've tried to write up and a lot of stuff I had in there and a lot of content for it. But I relied on the power of the word and recordings to do that for me versus finishing out a book for this very reason. Because you can have all the passion in the world. But I'm going to steal something from Neil Gaiman that, uh, that he said in his master class. If you haven't taken it, I recommend taking it. It'll open your eyes to writing. We have thousands upon tens of thousands of bad words, just bad writing that's in the way of the good stuff. And until you write it out, it is stuck there. And if you let it stick there, it festers in the mind and it could trick your ego into believing you haven't wrote yet because that's your good stuff. When in reality, Write all your bad things out, and you will read and see that it's your bad stuff, and you're just getting started. In other words, until you write a lot, you're not going to know your stuff is good. And Mm. therein lies the difference between passion and technique. Therein lies the will to see it done and the will to see it done right. This book rides that line. I'll let everybody be the judge, but this book rides that line. I'm going to say that this book, even in its title, it's a combo compilation book. I, I think relevance. We ask what's needed in a book. Here's my criterion, and it's, it's, it's this whole podcast. You're going to hear it. My number one criterion, was this book needed? First and foremost, was it needed? Well, so that's, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Okay, no. okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. So if it had been what I thought, thought it was when i looked at the title then maybe i could i could see the utility for like a a useful reference like this right because when i read the title what i thought it was was somebody said hey give me a dollar if you can here's a list of all of the combination disciplines i've been able to find in anything published for vampire that is what i thought this book was when i read the title and i would pay somebody for that it's not what this book is. 
<laughs> it is not what this book is. I, there's some older books, uh, like disciplines that are modernized into this one and given different names and slightly different like mechanics because it's V20. Um, but yeah, I the title, I thought it was going to give me like, I don't know, a little bit more fiction, a little bit more story. But what I got instead was like, like the Dark Souls item descriptions of a campaign. Like <laughs> that's that's I'm the a, best analogy than I was going to filibuster around. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I mean, you're not wrong, actually. Yeah, it's like a bunch of Elden Ring descriptions where you're just like, "What does this mean? What now? Like, who who is using this discipline?" Now, before everybody goes, man, that's harsh, guys. Um, well, I mean, what are y'all doing over here? I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I do believe in what Gogo said. A lot of passion in this book, but this is this this can't be the only book. You can't end it here, is what I'm saying. For Zach, if this is your idea of your only thing and you thought this would launch everything, this is probably why I haven't heard of you anywhere else for the moment. But it, I'm not well read. You this may indeed. Gold, this is the gold seller on Drive Through RPG. Just, of course it is. Like a, of yeah, course. Is. That's that's the that's the part I'm gonna get to it. But why is it a gold seller? Because you were taken for a ride. Much like I was, much like Mike was. Because when I see a combo discipline compilation book, my assumption is all the combo disciplines made are compiled into one book. And that I could easily read them here and I get them and I was out of here and put here and there it is, and ST Vault, and that's that. And that they had enough differences to extend the library when I expected new, I expected it. And I expected an update to the old. And that you had that in here, at least their take. And then I would have given a lot for it. But as you said, I, I certainly didn't feel that that met the bar. There was too much reworded, not exact. What are we what are we reaching for that was put in here? However, that aside, that to me is also non. Doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it's fiction. So regardless, hmm. is, it, is it combination disciplines? Yes. Is it a compilation? Is it they're all put in one book? Sure. But it's stuff that you wouldn't necessarily ever let in a game in the first place. I'm not, I'm not one to read powers in a book and then have to turn around and apply even more effort to make them work with what's already there. That doesn't, doesn't fit my criterion of, of a pickup useful tool. If I may. So my, my perception of the book when I first picked it up I guess it's just the way that we've read stuff before, and I will 100% say that's is probably something that led in from Requiem was combo disciplines. I, I enjoyed reading the the reasoning behind why certain disciplines would melt together to create this new thing. So at least having the story behind it, and at least having the creative juices, especially for a storyteller, would have been something that would have wet my whistle. But just looking at the catalog of stuff didn't tell me anything. Like when you're looking at Demonian, why would why would we pair this up? How does this make any sense that this discipline would mix with this discipline to do so? And that that brings us back to the original thing. That's why I'm kind of I was just left like, oh, okay, well, it isn't that at all. Okay, you're kind of dancing around something very like. There's just a through line in this book of some asshole. Like this is meant for an NPC villain. I that's the only thing that I could possibly see it. <laughs> uh, just someone's learning Daimonian and Mitherseria, which is the Kiasid discipline. And the Bali discipline, and they're combining it in like horrible new ways. It's like a demon fairy attack. <laughs> if there was some, 
I, I, I actually kind of like the idea of like, Hey, here's an NPC that you can kind of use, use a couple of these powers, mix and match them. Yeah. You know, but there's there, we have to put together this NPC on our own in our own game. Okay. So we agree that this book is a wind up, as I like to call it. We just, we just, we just love powers and power cells, and it's a gold seller and it proves that this sells. But I wonder how many people bought it and went, this isn't what I thought it was. Mm. It would be interesting to take a poll and get that. I would. Oh, no, keep going, Mike. I would just, it was just a comment. I I would say it's got to be, what, 20%? One one out of. It's got to be at least two out of four. It's two out of four in this chat, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't going in with any expectations. Uh, I was expecting just wall to wall rules. Like, I kind of have like the opposite feeling of, um, of like reading. I remember that feeling when reading like the Anarch book or the Camarilla book for V five. Where I was like, well, where's where's the, the actual meat in here? Like, I, I I was looking for something more solid, some rules to base like the story on. This is like the opposite feeling. This is like well, smoking too many cigarettes in a row. This is like a little bit of a ah, like I, I like it's so many rules. Like I had to read this in chunks because I like I'd go cross-eyed after a certain point. Well, the other point of this, and they they highlight this in the book. Zach points out that this is an attempt to relook at combo disciplines to give more to to the setting right this is in other words this book was meant to be new info that's as intended when i say nitpick you got to remember i i've critiqued for over what 5 6 years now on just vampire books bothering to have an opinion stand by it and point out why and follow a logic and i'm still following to that logic but in this i've admitted my opinion isn't going to be what common layman in the hobby is going to be some people just one simple and that's that. And me, I'm like, hmm, you could have hooked me if. And that's what we're talking about. And yeah. it's still, you know, it's still a hamburger. Ketchup, pickle, whatever. It's still a burger, right? That's how one can see this. But it could be tastier, of course. And what I'm saying here for the taste, flavor text aside, which we've regurgitated several times now, let's overlook that. Let's overlook that. Because we need to get to the actual, um, the good stuff. I'm not saying the constructive criticism yeah. isn't here. Like if you did a part two and added the lore behind why, that would be better. Okay, we're standing on that. We're all in agreement. But where I'm also at is, is that when you get to the idea of saying, well, Demonin wouldn't have what Mythosaria would combo. Well, I'm not going to stand on that. I wouldn't agree with that. I don't particularly know. Because those two are rather unique bloodlines in that regard. And who knows? Chicken and the egg. We know the Lysambra allegedly invented. Well, that's alleged. Alleged and maybe and possibly does not say fact. And so there's argument. So if anybody can argue both sides of it, to me, you can't make a stand. You could say what works for you. And that's, in other words, your opinion. So following that criterion, why the fascination? This is, this is a gold book, but why do we think it hit gold book in, in Storyteller Vault? Um, my hunch, my instinct is that people have played enough of what they like and rather than expand their horizons 
they're looking for the DLC, right? Like, for example, for example, if I've played, if I really like playing Bruja, right? And I have gotten to the point where my ST will let me buy Burning Wrath. And like, I've played the Bruja Street Racer and I've played the Bruja Martial Artist and I've played the Bruja Political Iconoclast. Maybe now I want to play the Bruja Knight who can send everybody in the frenzy with a special combination of presence. Cause I want to get over into presence, but I don't want to do anything lame, like have a conversation. And so I need a thing that still lets me be what I want to be, but in a way I haven't been able to be. Okay. Your goddamn Camber is what you are. He's like I'm tired of this fancy Kendro like bias. Okay. We gotta I want a little bit of like there's okay. What I read this book as wasn't as a player. I was reading it as an ST and I was looking for like villain stuff. I was looking for stuff that can make the players go, what the hell is happening? But to the question, Gogo, why the fascination? Why do you think the fascination is there for this book? Why is the fascination here? Because it is more. It's more of the thing you like. You like cool rules. You like setting your character apart. What Mike was talking about was how to have a character that's different, like more of the same but also a little bit different. You can have chocolate, but then German chocolate cake though, right? Like that's, that's another thing. <laughs> there's a, there's a thing in communication where they get down for, for the time that we have and the content I'd like to get through that. If oh, you I'm agree, sorry. just agree. Oh, sorry you're gonna say, no, 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 you're okay. But if you're going to say the same thing and you realize that, just say, you know what? I thought I had something different. I don't. And that's on both sides of the fence here. I'm trying to do that too, but that's why I'm like, hold center, let's get this in. Because there's a lot that we're going to review book-wise going forward. They can all be profound statements. So that's the, right. That's sort of so I'll, I'll tell you mine. Mine is actually just the opposite because this goes back to like my original statement. I thought as and I was looking at it from a player's perspective because the SD already has enough to do. And you want to at least bring something to the table to at least say I'm inspired to play the character that I have. So if I'm looking at a combo discipline, I want that combo discipline to represent what it is that I want to do with my character or that I think would drive my character to get to that point from the get where it just happens to gel with it. And that would be the only reason I'd be fascinated in it. Right. The, OK, so you so right now, all three of you agree with this book and that it exists mm. and that he did a good uh, job. That's not what I see. Mm. <laughs> uh, 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 you did. You did. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this isn't an editing team and it's not the backing of Paradox or onyx mm-hmm. path or anybody else that sat down and helped zach make this book a couple friends and some passion got together to make it work and put it together and we're going to judge them from that fairness we're not about to rip down typos and nonsense like that and to dig it because that's nonsense that would be bullshit we don't do that right we judge it based on what we walked in knowing what we had and we know what we're walking into but i challenged okay we it's called combo discipline compilation and i said this we we got that they delivered that that is what this is. It just wasn't the combo discipline you thought you were going to see, but it does meet the criterion all three of you just put down. Right? Just, just so far. That's what it is. It's new. It's different. It matches what a new character could do. You could see. Mike, go ahead. 
But see, you asked us what the fascination was. Mm-hmm. That's not the same thing as the criterion for what the book either presented itself as or what it should have been, right? Those are different questions. Well, you're trying to build up a different argument from it. I'm not. I said, what's the fascination? And you highlighted you agree with this book. Yeah. So they, in other words, they met the mark of why they thought it would sell. And that's why they made it, which meets back to the criterion we said at the beginning, right? Popularity based on specificity, based on people who had a passion for it based on content knowledge, based on discussing, this is what people want. This is what people want. And how do we know that? They use their dollars to purchase it. Where I feel a lot of them were like me. It's not what I thought I was getting, but it's what I got. Right? And it kind of tells you what ST Vault's like. Here's a preview, but that doesn't necessarily tell me what's in this book. And I'm like, yeah, well, shocker. Blood Brother book was like seven pages. You know what I mean? That's what it's like. And that was sort of, oh man, look, it was and all it had to, all it had to have on me was it all oh, it's so and so. He's there, he wrote it. Fucking boom, boom. Get my money. Blood Brothers. And then I saw it and I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? That's it. And I was like, well, on Blood Brothers. well, and I had to think about it. What's this podcast for? What's this industry for? What are we doing this for? It is to keep alive and retain the passion for the hobby. This is what's in the neighborhood now. All these other companies are walking away getting into fantasy and, and mythos, Cthulhu and whatever, because they're broadening because vampire has been done. It's been played out. This happened Sunrise Sunset. It happened from First Ed. Then you got Second Ed. Then Revised. And then you got 20. It's because it comes in waves and cycles. Right? But we're fucking immortal. All right? <laughs> we know this. The fans for this are forever because they don't let go. All right. Well, let's stop fighting that trend and let's see. This is what a fan passionate about it put in here and we agree the fascination is they're in groove with the community we wanted to see new we wanted to see more powers we wanted to see that it's not dead and there were still more ideas well here we are okay cool however how do the powers add to being a vampire by themselves they don't there are some of them to me that do do the thing where they like point an arrow at aspects of the setting that you might not have thought to play with before. But I think that specifically being a vampire experience is a lot more narrow than that. No, I'm gonna, it, strangely, I'm going to ask you to define that a little bit if I can go, go because Mike's it's on Mike's hook. I'm going to let him hook himself here uh, in the gentlest of ways. What I mean from Vampire, when you guys sat down to play Vampire the Masquerade at first, did you have a clue of all the clans and what it meant and the social stigma and the elitism and everything else that goes into it being a member of what they consider the world of darkness? Did you know that? No. No. No, I joined as a Sabbat shovelhead in my first game. I had no clue. I sat down and I was told... I had a bloodline and my imagination was was set on fire because I got to play a vampire. I knew that the sun sucked and that I had this burning hunger and that I might eat someone and that I had this humanity and it would dwindle and I'm being judged on my morality and principles and everything else. But I am not human. I don't breathe. I had this cool scene where the uh, my rival had stabbed me multiple times and I was bleeding out and bleeding to death in some gang war. And the last thing I knew was that as I'm getting stabbed, somebody was standing on my neck trying to choke me out. And I had somehow awoke from that in a frenzy. 
that something had been done to me to make me come back a vampire. I learned later the storyteller misunderstood the rules of how to make someone a vampire. He just thought that if they were a ghoul, when they died, they can come back. And I actually always dug that. To this very day, I still think that's a badass rule. That you have the ability to do that if the blood is strong enough. And that's, and that's what he had said. But what it did was, when I came back, and in that scene, and in that way, it was with such a passion, I was actually intimidated and afraid to play the character. Because I didn't know what it is. To be at the bottom of a pile where you get gang jumped, then to awaken a vampire and have that re-described to you as these children trying to beat on you to do something to you, but you're daddy now. And they're toddlers. And when you get up, you are breaking someone's limb by pushing them off of you. You know, someone else had shot you several times and you smile at them with a fang grin and you begin stalking them like a tiger. And it's the fear that draws you to them, to them specifically, despite what anybody else is doing. They call for help. This, this guy begged and called for his mother by the time I got to him because they saw everything that happened to me and I wasn't dying. And vampires weren't real. Now, this is back in a first dead book where we didn't know about everything else that was coming out. We didn't know how to describe it. He was running with actually a horror film. We were big fans of Near Dark, and we enjoyed the fact of that humanity awakening into a beast and what you might do in a different capacity, and we felt the book was enough to outline that. But what were the powers that I used in that scene that were narrated for me? Well, later on I found out. My character only had awe. That's it. He had one power. But I drew my prey to me with that awe when I was talking to them, that I wasn't going to hurt him. It's okay. I was completely lying to him. And they could feel that, but he was crying as he walked to me, asking to just call his mother one last time. You know, that was, that was a powerful thing to me, an element to me. When I, had to, when I looked at, oh, I'm looking at presents, I'm reading it. And I was like, oh, man, this guy couldn't have done anything about it. This wasn't a command, but he knew to run. What, what did it get his friends? What did that do for them? And to me, one power, one level, one power will trump any fucking elder discipline if it's done right. But that's, that's how I was brought in. That's how it made sense to me. So to me, why, though, is it so powerful? Because Dracula had this charisma. Something so evil can simply glance at you, and you're drawn to them. They have the charisma to make you think that they're okay. It's the horror aspect of what a vampire is. It fits that traditional thing. But when I read this book, I said to myself, maybe this is my take. I'm not feeling vampire here on a lot of it. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I definitely, it meets the ground of cane bro. Gogo said, stop picking on him, but I am <laughs> one. I'm a cane bro. I can be that way. I can get real technical down with the rules and dirty, but at the end of the day, it made me think, well, shit, am I playing a vampire when I get that technical? Or am I just a winner? You know, one of those, those shitty players that plays the win all the time. So, yeah, I mean, I, it sounds like we ended up in the same place. I, I do feel like the, the, that essential vampire experience is more narrow than what they're trying to do here. But there were spots in the book that like reminded me of specifically um, World of Darkness stuff, right? Like things that hadn't occurred to me to play with. So like about this setting, but not the essence of feeling like a vampire. Right. So I think that's, that's like a, that's like a positive. Yeah, absolutely. I'll agree. It's a positive. Go, go. I will say that this setting changed how I see vampires 
also in the same way how like it changed how um all manner of media about vampires coming after this media like vampire the masquerade is its own unique setting it's vampires are different just like it's werewolves are different um and that distinction while being like being part of this greater monster mythos but also making it your own they came in at the right time and they really captured people's imaginations with what they made different about it and the powers are a little bit like that where like like uh, vicissitude is like very much influenced by uh you know like uh what's that uh book that um oh damn it uh it's uh like there's a fantasy book about a vampire that used all sorts of flesh crafting stuff that came out in the 80s and that like became vicissitude and vampire the masquerade it took from lots of different vampire media and the powers and the game part and the cane bro stuff all it does is i think it adds just drama to the story when someone's picking out disciplines on their sheet they're telling me what kind of scenes they want to run with their character if someone has presence three, uh, dominate two, and no fortitude, well, that Ventru doesn't want to like get into any rumbles. Like they are going to try and talk it out. So that's kind of when I see disciplines, it's people asking to run a scene and but to in this feel book, that power. But yes. in this book, yeah, which is what my point was. My even my analogy was to that point. Was was how did the powers here add to being a vampire? Like, was there a power in this book to be more specific? Was there powers in this book that told you, yeah, that's what vampires should be? That's what it is to be a, an immortal monster. Do you did you feel they hit you that way? Some of them did, yeah. Like the ones uh, specifically about like whispering, uh, dominate commands over very like as like uh, imperceptible like fog or mist or whatever. Um, the idea like that, that, that sounds like Dracula shit. Like there's a lot of, yeah, you go, Mike. No, no, no. I was, I was just agreeing with you. I wasn't going to like divert much anyway. I, there are those moments. You're making me pull teeth here. I can go on a couple, but I'm trying to have a discussion with my host here. Hit me with it. That's one. That's, that's the, the mist. Yeah. That's a good call out. That's the mist that help out. What's another good one? Um, Oh, go ahead. We were talking to you, Gogo. My bad. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I just I'm I'm thinking of like uh like net of shadows. Like that feels like, you know, you're walking through the halls of the vampire's castle and then suddenly out of nowhere your own shadow attacks you. Like that's wild. That's fun. Um and and then it holds you there and you're just waiting there stuck against the side of this castle wall while you're waiting for the dead master of this shadow to come, like, collect you. Like, it has almost, like, an alien's feel to it, which is, I, I, I like a, a couple of these, like, really stood out to me as, like, feeling extra vampire-y. Some of the, uh, some other ones are, eh, but, like, in, I don't know. That's uh, okay. We don't, we don't have to list them all. Don't force it. Just if they're off the top of your head, that's fantastic. But DJ, what do you have? Sorry, just make sure. I, I uh, 
I have a completely different feel of this book, and especially how I look at these disciplines. Like most of them, I personally would never, ever, ever use. Especially how they're written are just like, but duh, right? And it's it's not a criticism specifically to the author because I know that he's writing to an audience. But I'm talking about myself as I read. I don't feel like a vampire, and some of these don't make sense to me. Kraken Shadow. With this power, a vampire has supernatural strength possessed by the shadowy tentacles created by obtenebration. Many wonder, perhaps, if the strength animates them, right? Essentially, it's obtenebration 3, which is the arms of our man, and potence 3. Well, duh. Wouldn't my storyteller probably just let that happen without it needing to be a combination discipline in the first place? Wouldn't it just make sense to me, or at least work it in? So, was it necessary? But other ones feel a little bit more grounded for me, like Iron Arms, Fortitude 1, Potence 1. Basic but useful ability that finds a lot of use, especially by Anarchs. The vampire has a possession that eliminates recoil with guns. Power is always considered active. Okay, that was something new, right? That at least made me feel a little bit more grounded. Like I could see where this probably comes into play. And that, where those types of descriptions fascinate me a lot more than ones that just seem like, and then this elder who doesn't really have an elder name, but we just call it by the clan because we start divorcing. And when you brought up earlier, you start divorcing yourself away from the vampire, and then we just put the vampire skin on it. I, I, I lose my ability to ground myself and enjoy being able to read through the next disciplines. The only question I have for you, DJ, is that what is the rule for Arms of Ermin that you recall for Obtenebration? Like, Kraken Shadow says the vampire gets the strength possessed by the actual user. Right. But what is the strength of a tendril normally? Uh, your up 10 rating, if I'm not mistaken. So wouldn't that be a difference? <laughs> I guess I guess it would. Technically speaking, yes, and I just made the leap of logic there. I mean, it's it's the technical that's getting it down, but that's that's what this is. I mean, this book is mm. a technicality. True. And what it goes into. And I, by the way, I have pointed out stuff, I just refuse to mention it because I really think that at some point, a quota and get it done is there. I know the frustration, and, and this feels like that, and parts does do that. And Cricket Shadow, you can say, mm, why? I mean, there's there's other ways to do it and whatever. At the same time, I think that the, the fascination pointed out is very true, that a player coming through normally, especially in experience, is going to see this and go, oh, man, this sounds cool. And who knows to what you can attach it to? Because I think what we're failing to see is that you can attach your own story to a lot of these as well. That's the Bob trick, as, as Mike points out, the Bobisms here that I'm avoiding everybody with. I can attach story easily to every one of these powers that come in here to make it enticing and easy fixes for folks to have something folks different. Have some- Even Kraken Shadow is awesome because Kraken Shadow, the Lasombra, the Sea, we know they were on it. We know what that's about. But the very fact that it says that, hmm, where would this be assigned and what sort of mentor would have that and why would I have that? And easily it builds its own story if you know the Lord. And there it is for that. Does it have to be that? Hmm, I can alter it. I can make it easier to have it, but I would have such a dire cost for it. And, you know, that's me. I would add my own spin. But the point is, they have inspired me. They laid the seeds for me to build on it to do that. And in essence, though, if it feels to me like it's a good Lasombra builder, does that vampire? Well, then absolutely. You know, one begets the other and you could see it. It depends on how deep and cursor example are. We all have a plethora of digestion when it comes to the material that I think is why we, I know, this is why we're all on here talking about it. Some of us, it's going to hit well. Some of us, not so much. But I'm not taking away from what you're saying either, DJ. I'm not taking a piss from what you said, um, as it is said. I'm taking the piss. Uh, What I'm pointing out (laughs) is that you're correct. Not all of these are going to hit. But there's enough to where some of them will. And they'll do that. And it's because it leads right to my next point in here. 
that when I was thinking of what criterion to have, it's vampires are X-Men in World of Darkness. That's what they have become as consumers, as players. You want to pick your favorite X-Men and you're going to call it clan. And you're going to do that before you ever think of a story. And you're going to jump in with your powers. Well, is it super strength or is it snickety snick barrel claws for you Wolverine <laughs> fans? Are we going to regenerate like Wolverine? Are we going to have that fortitude to survive everything? I mean, you could simply do that and call it a day. And some people do. That's as far as your imagination gets is the power you could wreak and the damage you could do. But when you forget that the disciplines mean something, they have always meant something. And the importance of them is that a discipline defines the vampire clan. Period. That's what they do without fail. Each and every one of them. Yes, Mike. Yeah, you just had me thinking to your point, like there's another power in here. It's like form of the statue or some such. And they, you know, there's a single line about where it comes from. Uh, You know, Gangrel made friends with a gargoyle back in the day. Guy stops moving. Boom. Uh, Spins the appropriate blood. Turns into shadow. I mean, a statue turns completely into stone (laughs) such that he could like survive during the day. If he passes his awakening role, he's still conscious during the day. He just can't perceive anything around him. And it occurs to me like that kind of sort of feels like, you know, I'm a gangrel knight somewhere in Teutonic Germany and everything just went bad and I don't have anywhere to go, you know, but like my gargoyle buddy who my Tremere boss introduced me to last <laughs> year. and we. We had a convo. I'm, I, I feel it in certain spots. There are spots. But the, but the point is, is that that's the dividing line. If we're going to be that, the disciplines have to attach to the vampire clan for you to feel it. So when you're a player shopping, and that's what I call this, this book is a shopping list. What can I get down and cheap? In fact, he even throws an optional rule in here to make it cheaper to get combo disciplines because of their high cost. These are supposed to be lures, folks. That's what they did in 20th, right? They updated it to where Lore of the Clans and Lore of the Bloodlines shows you the specific combo possibilities of disciplines you can get there and only there. And there were a few. It's not that that's all that existed, but they gave you a few because even to the creators, they were like, there's older versions if you want to bring those back. But at the end of the day, let's keep it to the flavor text. This is what we wanted because you can get away from playing the game you love. That's how you do it. If everybody, you know, I have so many unique powers on my own bloodline. Uh-huh. That's great. Check, please. <laughs> that's that's me. Hey, Bob, come play my game. We're all unique progenitors. And it's going to be, yeah, no, check, please. Let me just stop you there. Bob, you disagree. You can have your fun. That's not my idea of fun. That's a whole lot of people doing fictional competition for no reason. I don't know what story I'm going to get out of it, but that doesn't even begin to titillate my imagination whatsoever. I'm I'm over here. And and that's that's because I'm very um, I'm very vanilla, shockingly, compared to what a lot goes on. And what's vanilla? I have thirteen clans and bloodlines to dance through in three different sects. I'm I'm fine. I'm cool with that. That's my vanilla. You know everything. So, but let's keep it there. When we start adding shop, I start. Hmm, you're gonna have to come with it. Be really unique to make that happen. And what's unique though, as a criterion, you know, we've stated that more than a combo of powers is going to take to get me to feel that's worth it. For my character. Now, an NPC, tons of story material from this that one can go with, or would you? Right? It depends on who's doing it. So, to me, we're still in the vein of what their intent was and that this book is valid to include into a library for people who are looking for inspiration. 
However, specialist clans, here's my tough question. Don't you think that Zemis, Salubri, Lasamra, Ravno, the clans that are that do have a unique power, a unique discipline, aren't those more like royalty compared to the basic? The camera tricks everybody and tells them that we're the seven and we're the high clans and we have, but they all like basically have interchangeable disciplines. Their clans all have like the classic, this is what Cain has, says some obligatory book in the side. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, mm, I'm not feeling you because this clan has fleshcraft and this clan messes with shadows and this clan straight up makes illusions reality. Um, they seem royalty by comparison. Why is that switch? And, and to me, as I thought about this more and more to give you an in, see if you think my theory is horseshit. I yeah. said to myself, because those other clans have Cain. Those other clans, their progenitor is Cain. It's straight up as Cain. That's what it is. And they maintain that connection. The other ones, they're vampires of a unique trait. There was some anomaly that made their progenitor different and wholly separate from Cain's lineage, which is why they get to stand on what they do. And that's what they did. And a lot of you may think, no shit, Bob. Well, no. Because according to what we're meant to believe, we all extend from Cain's messed up family tree. But what if that is simply not the case? Right? We don't know what happened back in the day. We just know what a lot of theory is. But if you begin to see it that way, and why I said do that, you look at disciplines as a genetic inheritance through the blood. That this blood gives you access to what that progenitor was like and that culture almost inherently. You know, every bit like you say, what came first, the Zemis or, or the fleshcraft? Like, how does that work out? Well, the truth of the matter is, every vampire embraces what they're drawn to that is within themselves. And if that is true, then that goes, that's repeated, right? That goes on and on and on back to the progenitor. They don't get away from themselves in that regard. And why I say that is because I didn't go deep for it to say, this is hogwash. I said to myself, what we're big into now, when you look at V5, which I know Gogo is running like the sun just hit the room, but when it gets to V5, what they're trying to say <laughs> is that the youth have taken over and that old blood is dying and is gone and is, you know, roosters called home. And then what's this new stuff? And a lot of that you're getting into, well, here's that uniqueness. Here's that new new. And we got to look at it differently. However, I said all that to come to this final, let's stand and look at it. Either we get into the weeds like I did to attach a super good maybe hook to, to keep doing the same old fucking old, or we embrace the fact that you need a new shtick. You need a new purpose to keep going the hobby you enjoy because the story's already told for that past stuff. It's already been laid out. It's already there. It's already written. Rewrite it, rehash it, regurgitate it, vomit it, spit it out however you want to. Some people want that. Even I am going to still be interested in going through the vault to see what others have thought of, because that's what all of us thought of and who's dared to publish. But when it comes to what's going to be new and what are we going to see around the corner, it requires us to look at a book like Brand New Powers and to ascertain what those mean now and should they mean anything. Yeah, I mean, so I ain't gonna call bullshit on that. Like, I like, I like the new shiny, pretty much all the time. At the same time, though, like, and I'll try to keep this brief. The most satisfying thing that I have gotten out of starting to play vampire is what it has taught me about fiction, 
and about telling stories for other people and about relationships like between human beings, morality, Hmm. like my, my intersection with vampire as a fandom has ended up firing me in all of these different directions of areas of interest that I've started to master. Right. I think if you can do that inside a social group with vampire as the backdrop context, you probably aren't going to get super bored of the material that exists. Number one, there's a lot of it. Number two, because it takes a really long time. Like I haven't been doing this for 25 years, like others of us in this room. But so far, I. Yeah, there's still plenty of story there for me. I think I'm kind of in the same boat as Mike. I mean, I've been doing this uh, since 2010. I've been uh, like storytelling the world of darkness since 2012. Like I was, I came in during the dark ages, like before a 20th anniversary came out. Uh, or at least my group really wasn't into V20 yet. Like it was just cause they were just on revised. So like, I came into the hobby, Vampire, the Masquerade was dead. Uh, Vampire the Requiem was the main product line. My, my, you know, like I had friends that had like, uh, that they, they had interviewed at White Wolf and they didn't get positions at White Wolf because they were, couldn't stop gushing about how much they liked the traditional world of darkness. And we had a new one. We had the new world of darkness at that point. Like there's a lot like I I feel like in this this setting and the the vibe of like revised V twenty they are very similar in products, they're very different products sometimes, but there is a, a certain amount of um grandiosity. It's operatic. There's Kiasids becoming Bali and then turning into mist and giving everyone in a town nightmares. Like that that's wild. You can have that in a V5 game, but you have to compl- like you don't get that out of just the disciplines. Like that's the thing I got just from reading these disciplines. A Kiasid did some sort of dark ritual, read the wrong book. And then now we've got a bunch of Daemonian Mythosaria. But I'm going to challenge you on that because in the vein of the era you're talking about, you certainly couldn't get the fuck away with it. You're going to do that and end up dead. Because there's a lot in the world to catch you for that. It absolutely is there to watch you to make it to where that doesn't happen because you're stuck in an era where you didn't have the Second Inquisition, so on and so forth, occur. And in other words, it's not updated. You're just increasing the power without the reality of the logic of the world around you growing to your increase. Because the more you play with it, the more it's being discovered, the more you put at risk, the more things move against you to do that. And that's the story V5 tells. Where everybody stopped at like, oh, level 10, what a great idea, until a satellite got involved in Gehenna and nonsense. And they were like, we don't want that. Let's reboot it. Well, then we're nuking Vienna. Because what they heard was, let's clear the playing field so it makes sense. See how you like it. Here's V5. Now it's an era for everybody to get wackadoo and crazy and have fun with a scale that you can tolerate. And that makes everybody happy. Because at the end of the day, upping the power scale 1 through 10 
does not make that's how you end a game. <laughs> if everybody's throwing around level eights, nines, and tens, goodbye to your game. And th- and we know that. that that's what's yeah, out. You just play exalted. Yeah, I got it. Like, it's, yeah. it's done. It's done. <laughs> so so V5 had to redact it back. And it's not to defend V5 in the rules and whatever. We could just push that to the side. But what we are saying is the logical progression of how bad it can get. That's what that, that's another way to do it. We're Earth 3421, isn't that what Marvel calls it? And then we're looking at the infinity forward future, you know, and where Stark comes back and he's cool somehow and he's and one's a zombie. You get the idea. It's it's like, okay, in an alternate world, we can end up V5 if we're not careful and you can tell a story. In other words, here's why I said that. Profound thought for profound thinking. And I like what I heard here because what it basically said was, this book is great. This book is great for all the things we just talked through. Everybody can enjoy this book. This does not have to be. DJ, you're an elitist. I'm going to call you out on it. You're an elitist. You're straight up an elitist because I'm one. (laughs) We know our own. There's a catwalk you got to walk with me. When it comes to vampire, like I, I do this to the creators, right? I've had on them and interviewed them for this reason to be like, why did you think your shit was so hot? You seem to be normal. Hey, what happened here? And the answer you get often is somebody tied their hands. I had to hold back. You know, somebody made it to where it was like, I had to write for everybody when it was better off as niche. And my, in my nose up turns, I'm like going, I knew it. <laughs> You're way cooler than they let you be. Do, 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 do. You know, and I'm walking off like, and then I sat there and said to myself, wait a second. I play with friends. I, I never had a better playing group than when I did in Arkansas. That's right. The natural state. Now, why is it, Bob? Isn't it the Bible belt? Because you get vampires who say shit like this. What's that again, Prince? I didn't <laughs> what? Get acknowledged? Well, you see me, don't you? <laughs> well, what are you? I am a venture. You're. Say that again. I am a Ventrue. It's right here on my sheet. I have my Dignatus. <laughs> I brought that with. I put that on my truck. And I'm good to do it. It's a it's it's a dodge, but don't hold that yep. against me. My next check's gonna be different. It's not always gonna be a dodge, and sometimes the RAM ain't the one to go with, but uh that's the one I got for now. <laughs> what you got a problem with my Dodge truck suddenly, your highness? And then I sat there and said to myself, as a player in that game. Looking at the ST, who got dressed up, and he's wearing his leather jacket, because that was the in thing at the time, and his hair slicked back, and it's the long black hair, and he's he's powdery pale, and he's got his fake fangs in, and all he could do is suck through his teeth. Just, well, what do I do? Why? We all made people that were from the South. And this guy drove us here, and he's a venture. And we got a couple Bruja good old boys there sitting in the back waiting to tear this some bitch up if we got problems suddenly. Now there's a we we didn't have the right jacket and that had to get bought for us and we didn't wipe our feet when we walked into this asylum, right? And that's what happened. And and why? Because we're we were southern and all these words were funny and I'm I'm not joking. I I, we, I mispronounced half of them and didn't give a shit. And the storyteller tried real hard to impress upon us this elitism. I learned about this game in Little Rock, Arkansas, where we dressed up and played the roles. We acted the roles. And I was like, you mean instead of us sitting right now in a dorm in college around a table with some pizza and some drink and we're acting the roles right here? It's like, yeah, this ain't my voice, dickhead. (laughs) 
right? But it is the character I'm playing. And I had a twang to me when I lived down south. You do that sometimes. But what was the point? I saw the divide that there is an elite level of understanding and enjoyment that you get from a game that you will get from your 25, whatever hell years of experience. But that's how you get jaded. New blood must be injected. And why? Because mm-hmm. it challenges you. How bad are you? Is it time to move on from the hobby? Maybe give it a break? Or are you still good? And what I'm saying is I read this book and went, I got some new ideas. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate this book. And to me, it's valid in my opinion. What do you all think? Uh, to, to your final point, yeah, I would have this book at my table because it will spark creativity for my players. Might spark creativity for me, depending on the circumstances. I just reserve the right to review literally anything that you ask me for that comes out of this book. <laughs> uh huh. Mike's <laughs> nervous about my ass and my cannon ask, and we'll get to that later. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, uh, I already thought about I'll it. An SMI who buys Pomeranians. Never mind. Keep, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're fine. This actually like ties back to you know the previous statement that we were talking about before, and it's um, buying books or get it or continuing to dig into the lore or a game simply because there's still enough imagination for you to scoop out of the well. And you're right. Whereas there are things that I do disagree with, there are other things that did inspire me. It just happens to be which side of the coin I want it to be, and for what I want it to play, it does at least make me want to go like, okay, well, I want more from this in this guy. So it meets that criteria. I do agree with that 100. percent all right. All right. This is a four star book, in my opinion. This out of is how many stars, great. though? <laughs> out of five. Okay, like, just check. Yeah, this is like, I'm just a hater. Yeah, if Zach, if you thought I didn't like your book, I know, man, this is great. You keep, keep writing, keep, I'll do more of this. Get like, hook up with other people who are also interested in telling about the world of darkness in your way. And like, keep putting books out because like, this is a gold star book for a reason. You did good. All right, and with that, folks, we're we're all set and done. Um, this, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing this because my brain for some reason wants to change the title like four different times. Combination discipline powers, right? That's the uh, damn it. Combination discipline compilation. CDC, CDC, <laughs> that's what we're going to call it. Uh, pick it up. I think it was, uh, I want to say it was like uh, 11. Uh, yeah, it was uh, $10. I, I, I picked it up. Like I, I yeah. it was pretty good. Um, but I will say, uh, wait, can we put the link in the description? Uh, no, um, that's, oh. uh, that's way too much. I don't know why I do that. Um, there, there. <laughs> There, there is uh, a possibility that uh, I will say that ST Volt's there and you can look up the words is why I say that. Uh, the reason being Zach didn't contact me to promote his book. I'm not about to do that other than to review this book. So okay. I'll be, I'll be upfront with that. Um, if folks want me to review a book, uh, you can reach out to me and talk to me and see what's what on that end. But uh, until then, I reserve the right to go, hey, I added it to my library. Maybe you guys are interested in it too. And there's a lot in the ST Volt. That said, there's a lot in the ST Volt I will not buy. <laughs> right? That's, uh, I will not do it. I've uh, I've seen it. I read like what the f-? you know. That's just just me. Um, it's too far off the res. This one meta criterion is stuff that, and I will tell you that criterion. It's pretty easy. I say, would I ever use this? Seems so. How much is it? Seems just the right price for me to try it. Here's my monies. <laughs> yeah. Open the book, and it's either tears for fears, or it's all right. This is okay, and that's what you get, and that's how it's done. So, um. Because I'm not going to catch this in a game book shelf for me to preview before I you know, do that. And uh, that's okay. It's the nature of the biz. It's how it goes. 
But thank you, everybody. I do appreciate it. This is a one test book that's sort of awkward to talk through because there's not a whole lot of content to go on other than rules and powers and to, to think of it in a way that would say, hey, maybe you want to pick it up. Maybe you do. Do so. Uh, thanks, Gogo. It's always a pleasure. And uh, Thank you, Bob. Mike and DJ, I, I release you back into the wild. Uh, you'll be <laughs> unchained for the rest of the week as we get this out, and I do appreciate it. Have a good one, everybody. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to our 25 years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast. If you liked what you heard, please reach out and let us know on Twitter at 25 years of VTM at our email info at 25 years VTM.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash 25 years VTM or on our website www.25yearsvtm.com If you would like to support us, we can be found at patreon.com slash 25 years of Vampire the Masquerade.